True Believers to the final Marvel Cinecast. Or at least for 2015. Well, no. I guess not for 2015. There is another movie coming out this year. Dun, we'll, dun, get dun. The, we'll get to that later. <laughs> but joining me, as always, we have Tony. Language. And <laughs> we have Scott. Uh, you beat me to it. <laughs> there was plenty of jokes to quote in this movie. I am sure that there was nothing but jokes for every other line in this movie. Mm-hmm. But if you did not get it from Tony's code open, we are here to talk about the Avengers: Age of Ultron. <laughs> that was that was that was powerful. I like that. Oh yeah, that was that was epic. Yeah. Just, just <laughs> like the Avengers Age of, Age of Ultron. Yes, I was going to say, just to kind of kick it off, because you mentioned this, we've been doing this with Phase 1, and we kind of did this with Phase 2. Age of Ultron is technically not the end of Marvel's Phase 2. It's not. It feels that way. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it really does. I mean, I guess the end of Phase 2, is it Ant-Man? It's technically Ant-Man. But even more than this, this felt like like Phase Two felt like a middle chapter of a trilogy because like everything in Phase Two, well not everything, but it felt like Avengers more than anything else was leading up to something, where like, or Age of Ultron, where Avengers felt like the culmination of something. This is like okay, we're going to transition you from Phase Two to Phase Three now, right? Well. And so, just overall, as far as, like, the breakdown of the phasing and the Avengers films overall, like, the four Avengers films that there are going to be, ultimately, um, Age of Ultron is kind of weird to me in that you have Avengers 1, where you, they, Avengers assemble, and you, get, you meet them all, or you get them all together finally as a team. Then you have Infinity War 1 and 2, which is kind of like... The, the second and third parts of the story, Age of Ultron is kind of like a weird side story. You know what I mean? And after it, watching the after watching the film, it's like it really doesn't affect anything else that's going to be going on well, in the rest does, of the Avengers. And it doesn't. I mean, okay, not that I honestly don't think we need a warning for this because they all were Sparrows. Will be yeah, right. <laughs> um, like, I mean, I think one of the biggest parts would be. Um, that Vision has the mind gem. Right. And I think that's going to be a big part of Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, it has to be if then yeah. it's going to check them all. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I mean, and but ultimately, aside from the creation of Vision and the, and the introduction in the, of the uh, mind gem, and it's not even the introduction of the mind gem, the mind gem's been there all along in Loki's staff, which, I mean, all of the hardcore nerds knew that Loki's staff was the mind gem. It was pretty obvious from the beginning. Um, so, but I just don't feel like there's anything in this film that is going to carry over into the conclusion. Like, like what, what did they do in this film that's going to be, that's going to carry over aside from creating vision, but even that yeah, they could have, I think the way they created, the way they created vision was like a, you know, couple minute scene that they could have easily just tacked anywhere. You know what well, I, mean? I, I, I was going to say, speaking mm-hmm. of tacked on scenes that probably lead to phase three stuff, the Thor bath scene. I yeah. yeah, well, no, that leads to that leads to Ragnarok. Yes. He was and having a vision of Ragnarok. And it also kind of ties into Infinity Gauntlet in the sense that he really comes back to explain what the Infinity Gems are because yeah. they... <laughs> And that was, that was some exposition right there. He was like, "The Infinity Gems are, you know, like what? Okay, yeah, that <laughs> was that was for the people who aren't hardcore fans of the comics and weren't yeah. quite sure what they were watching. Well, even so, more than that, how did he know about like he like? Okay, I get that he saw them, but he specifically mentions that four Infinity Gems have shown up in recent years. He shouldn't know about the one in Guardian showing up. No, yeah, he really shouldn't. Um... So let's quickly go through the four then. So we have the Mind Stone, which was in Loki's staff, now in Vision. Correct. We have the one from Guardians of the Galaxy, which I believe is the Power Stone. I forget. Is it the Reality Stone? Reality? Mm, I don't think so. I don't know. They never. They haven't said. So it's kind of hard to. You're just. It's really speculating. So you have those two stones. The Tesseract is probably a stone. I mean, come on. You know, it's yeah. Uh, so you have the Tesseract. Yeah, they, they showed an opening in uh, Thor's vision, and the stone was there. 
Well, yeah. He said for us, the Tesseract, it's Oki Scepter, it's the spear that they had in Guardians. And then what and was the fourth? What is the fourth? The Aether. Oh. oh, the Aether, yes, from that Thor movie yeah. that we totally I, forgot about. I I really forget this movie every time people mention it. <laughs> the Aether, I forgot all about that, yeah. I, I think it was you folks I was talking to where I'm like, I thought that Ron was the first, the worst villain, and then somebody said, what about Malekith? I'm like, Thor 2 exists. It's the movie yeah, that we saw. Malekith is such a bad villain that nobody even remembers he existed. <laughs> that's, that's a whole new level. You're like, what? Oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> okay, so yes, Thor should know about three of them since he's had to deal with three of yeah. them. But how did he I know about know. the fourth? I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, especially being that the fourth... Like, as far as I could tell, the fourth one has always been in play, but it was locked up now, so it's not like it was a... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but, but maybe he has some connections, or maybe the wishing well of whatever told him about it or something. I, don't, I, I, I Again, I get like, I get that the wishing well told him, but like he the said... Well, that's what we're calling it. <laughs> well, I mean, that's about as much as what the movie did with it. It has yeah. no setup. It has uh, no... It's right. like... <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna break this down real quick. I and this is kind of like I don't have a lot of gripes with this film. One gripe I do have, and is that they they cram so much into this film. Oh like, yeah. I, I watched it twice, pretty much back to back, mainly because watching it the first time I was like, what the heck? Hold on, I gotta watch that again. What just happened? Like, just there's <laughs> so much that happens in this movie, and. I mean, I and and they rushed so much of it. Like the introduction of Ultron is just like, I, okay, okay, I guess he's here now. All right, cool. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. Not only the, is he just here, but immediately he's evil. Like, yeah, like he was so, he was created to just be a protector, and he's like, you know what? Nah, I'm just gonna be evil right off the bat. I'm not I, gonna think I, about it. I feel like this movie is a combination of, I guess, three things. One is just packed in information. Like, they just are trying to tell you everything they possibly can in this film to get you prepared for the upcoming films. So it's just a ton of information, a ton of action, just nonstop, over-the-top, crazy action throughout the entire film. Like, you just you, there, you cannot take a breath in this movie. And uh, what was the third thing I was going to say? Uh, information, action, and... Crap, I can't remember. Ah, brain. <laughs> was it characters? <laughs> Um, or does that fall under? Falls under. Was, was it that Hawkeye's important to the team? Yeah, right. That Hawkeye's no, no, important no. to the team. Well, Hawkeye's and they, really they, essential part of the team. They really wanted to get that through. And I feel like, and I feel like it might have been the studio that you know, because I know Joss Whedon has talked uh, a bit about working on the film and how it just basically wore him out, ruined him, and he he's not a he, he's not super happy about the way the studio dealt yeah. with him making this film and I feel like it was because they wanted to just just pack in as much as they possibly could and I know I think uh, he said that the original cut of the film was like four hours yeah, or, or, like three and a half to four hours long yeah. and obviously he had to cut it down tremendously so I feel like there's just so much in this movie and they just had to pack it all in and cut it all up that it it's 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 almost too much Oh, oh, the third thing, the third thing. The third thing is one-liners. It's action, oh, yeah. it's information, yeah. and it's one-liners. That is I the just, entire movie. I would say there humor. Is, I would just no put that one, on, What's that? I would just put that under humor because this movie does... Like I said, it seems to go for a joke with every character. Yeah, no one has a conversation in this movie. All they do is hit you with punchlines and one-liners. And now here's the thing. Here's the thing. Information, get, getting information in a movie is great. You want to know what's going on. Awesome action is great. You want to see some awesome action. Funny lines and things like that are great. But I feel like this movie just overdid it. Like, it's just too much, you know? Yeah. And, and maybe it's because it was yeah. originally four hours long, and then they just condensed it all down. Yeah, uh, like, I, I, I know a lot of people came back th- feeling that this movie was longer than the original Avengers, but it's actually a shorter movie. Oh, you buy two minutes. Yeah. But it is actually shorter than the original. Yeah. It seems so much longer, though. But I think because, and this is, I don't want to make this comparison because I'm going to say this and people are going to get upset if they listen to this. But I feel like it's the same problem I have with the Transformers films in that there is a way that you can kind of get worn out with action sequences where, like, 
the original Avengers for, you know, its faults. Like, there is a big segment of that where they're in the hierarchy just kind of talking and developing the plot. And yeah. they, try, they try with the farm scene here, but that does not hit home as well. Yeah, well, here's the thing. In the original Avengers, and I, I do remember when it first came out, and well, when it first came out, everyone was just, you know, just batshit insane about it, just loving it. And then when people started to look at it a bit more critically, there were definitely uh, downbeats in the film where it was like, okay, it's kind of, it dragged a bit here and there. Um, in this film, the only place where it wasn't just white-knuckle insane was in the farm scene. But the farm scene was kind of necessary. I mean, I mean, truthfully, more scenes like the farm scene would have been advantageous because you know you would get to you'd get some time to actually get to know the characters and how they feel and what they're going through. This is but that something. Was, yeah, this is something that somebody pointed out to me, and I didn't realize it until somebody said this. And I was looking back at the film, I'm like that makes sense. But you, you mentioned that they should have had more, you know, like more moments of you know, quietness. They have this segment in the film where they all kind of have these visions that are initiated by Scarlet Witch. Right. And the only one that really pays off is Thor's, which you mentioned doesn't really make sense in this movie. Yeah, was, and even it, even it doesn't really it doesn't really pay off because I no one watching this movie is going to say, "Oh, it's Ragnarok." Because people don't know what the hell Ragnarok is, okay? Most people. Like, the, 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 the true blue comic book fans are going to be like, oh, snap, that's a vision of Ragnarok. But no one else is going to know what that is. They're just going to say, okay, Thor had a really, a really weird vision, uh, vision, and now he comes and does his <laughs> lightning thing and awakens vision, but he doesn't really explain why. So I guess whatever. So it's yeah. like it doesn't explain it. It just, it just things happen. And you're, again, you're like, what the heck is going on? I don't even know. So I just can't imagine for someone who doesn't know the lore of of the of the universe, uh, watching it from the from that perspective must just be completely nonsensical. Mm-hmm. You, you know when when you when you said that originally the cut of the film was supposed to be four hours, that actually surprised me because I thought it would easily have been more. Because like like you like you guys said, there is just so much that's going on in this film. And there's, there's there's never not something going on, you know, except when they're at the farm. And I, I feel like this could have been like two movies. Well, because definitely, there's even I think it should have just gone. Oh, it I think truth, have. Yeah, I, I think truthfully, I, it should have been two movies. I don't think it should have been two movies. I think, and this is kind of what I was talking about again with Avengers versus Age of Ultron. A lot of this stuff should have been introduced within Phase Two. Like the whole that stuff too. about with like Tony and Banner creating wanting to create artificial AI. Definitely. I'm like, why wasn't that the premise of Iron yeah. Man three? Yeah, that yeah. would have that would have made it so that you didn't have to completely rush the introduction of Ultron. So Ultron yeah. was an established character, and so you know because we had Ultron introduced, we had Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver introduced, and then we had. This being the complete origins of the vision. That's a lot of people yeah, to introduce in one insane. movie. Uh, especially when you consider, I mean, Ultron is like the Avengers villain. You know, if you read Avengers comic books, like he has been uh, an Avengers villain, one of, the, one, of the, one of the key Avengers villains for a long, long time. And I mean, mm-hmm. although like James Bader did a great job as Ultron, I like what they did with the character. Uh, making him more human-like than machine, but they, they did him a disservice in having to rush his creation and rush his development and his ultimate demise. It's like I want to, I, I want to see more. I, I, you know, I want to get to know this character. Like he could have, he could have been like another Loki. Like I mean, it's a really great character, and James Spader is an amazing actor. It, it could have been on the level of Loki, but instead they just rush him through and pu- push him along as if he's just another. Malekith, you know, he's just another yeah. throwaway villain. Like, here we go, like here he is, and he's gone. <laughs> it's such a waste because, yeah, yeah. I, I feel, I feel like at some parts, Ultron's weird humor didn't didn't click with me. But overall, I really like James Spader as Ultron, and yeah. the way that they imply it is he's gone and he's not coming back, and there's no chance of that. Well, nobody yeah. ever stays dead in the Marvel universe. We'll yep. find out because there's been there were two deaths here, so we'll see that there were. Yeah, I mean, I, and I don't want to crap all over 
Age of Ultron. I thought it was a very good movie. I thought it was a very fun movie. I just, I, I don't know. It, 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 I just felt like it, it's hard to say because immediately you want to compare it to the original. I mean, that's just where your head goes when you first watch it. You're like, okay, well, how is it good, as good or better than the original Avengers? And to be honest, it's just not. I mean, well, it's a good movie. Thing. It's a fun movie, but it's, it's just, it fell short of the original Avengers. Um, say, here's the thing. In some ways, I actually do think it's a better film. In other ways, I think it's a huge step back. And I think overall, it balances. Like, I think ultimately the first one's going to win on the factor that it's the first one. And you yeah. can't do that again. You don't get that awe moment of them all teaming up for the first time again. There's nothing they can replicate in this film. Yeah. It's true, but I mean, historically, a lot of comic book movies, the second film has been better than the first. I mean, you look at X Men Two, you look at uh, Spider Man Two, not the Amazing Spider Man Two, but Spider Man Two. You know, a lot of a lot of the (laughs) times, the second movie, but yeah, the Dark Knight, um, uh, Winter Winter Soldier. Soldier. But on the flip side. We discussed Iron Man 2. We've discussed Thor 2. And Thor the Dark yeah. World, yeah. We thought Iron Man 2 was amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay. So, so, and, and then, I mean, and then also, so in most trilogies, even though this is not really a trilogy because uh, Infinity War is going to be a twofer, but in most trilogies, the second act, the second film, is, is where it peaks. And, and that's kind of my issue with this. I feel like the Avengers is going to peak in Infinity, Infinity War Part 1 because that's I really great. feel... I actually feel like, and this is probably because of the news we got today, I feel like mm-hmm. it's going to peak with Captain America the Civil Civil War. Yeah, that's just, a whole other story, because it's like, what the heck is up with that? Why, why is that a Captain America movie? That's an Avengers. It should be a it's more Avengers universe. than this movie. Yeah, but, but, uh, but, I, well, but what I was going to say real quick, though, is that I feel like Avengers is going to peak in Infinity War 1 because I feel like Age of Ultron is just a side movie. Like, it's not... it's. It, it it deviated from from like the the path that was set up in the original Avengers. The original Avengers was set up like okay, now we're introducing these stones, and you see Thanos at the very end of it, and he's like, okay, I'm you know you know you see that he was the guy that sent sent the the Chitari, and then now Thanos is completely non-existent in this film, save for the end credit scene. But you know it's like it's just a sidestep, and then we're gonna cut back to Thanos now in, in the next two movies. So it, it's just. It's weird. It's disjointed. It, it just it, it it just feels like a sidestep for them, as opposed to a continuation of the main storyline. Yeah, well, it's it, it does seem like that. Completely well, agree. I was say, we should get into the movie, Dan. I mean, we kind of <laughs> dance around stuff and this and that, but yeah, I mean, okay, I will say this much, and this was both a blessing and a weird thing. They start the movie right off with an action sequence. Yeah, that was and that was I enjoyed right that. into it. Yeah. Actually, in case you, in case you were wondering, you're watching an Avengers movie because it just they, starts off like they bam, even had up. the action lineup. You know, oh yeah, I love that. The slow motion and they're all there. It was great. Yeah, well, Joss Whedon always has one of those shots in like his ensemble films. Like, there's always the shot where like the whole team is like gathered around, almost in like a cheesy pose type thing. It happens in every film. So it, he got his he got his in right off the bat. Yeah, and I, I, and I thought that was a, I've always been an advocate of starting off comic book movies like that because, you know, there are a ton of comic book villains who are never going to hold their own movie. But you give like, the hero a cold open, like a five, ten minute thing where they're chasing down just to kind of show that they're active in between films. Mm-hmm. And this, especially, even though I don't necessarily like the, the, what it does, it pays off what was happening in uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier with them chasing down the rest of Hydra. Right. Yeah, and even that, like again, feeling rushed. It's like at the end of Winter Soldier, you meet uh, um, Baron uh, Strucker. I almost said Zemo. Baron Strucker. You meet <laughs> you meet him at the at the end credit scene, and you see what he's he's experimenting on these on these uh, on these. Um, they don't they're not mutants now. They're uh, what do they call they're- them? Well, he, he referred to them uh, as these miracles. Miracles, yeah, the, yeah. The end credit scene. And, and so, and even that is like, his storyline is over in, in the first five minutes. And you're like, that could have been a whole movie into itself, where it's like he's experimenting <laughs> on these humans, and you're like, what's going on? And you meet these, these kids that have gone through this craziness, and it's like, okay, now I want to get to know them. And it, it's just, it's all just crammed together. Like, I, it's, it's, yeah, it's too it, rushed. It's, 
Yeah, and the one of the biggest things that makes it seem so rushed, like certain parts of it, I can get over, like how quick things went. Okay, that that makes sense. My my, my biggest issue, like I mentioned earlier in in this podcast, uh, is how rushed Ultron is going straight from he's born to being pure, like just evil. Like yeah, he just originally he has he's supposed to have this programming that eventually you know takes some time but he decides that the avengers are the problem and yeah they definitely could have built that like they could have built it where like he starts off you know doing what he's programmed to do but then slowly starts to slip into you know um into what he eventually was to become and and there have been movies like that where the ai that's supposed to defend you know that's supposed to protect humans ends up you know, the only way to protect humans is to protect them from themselves by killing them. And, like, there have been movies like that before. Um, yeah. But but the structure is tried and true. It's like that's how it, it's it's you don't just you don't just rush to rush through a character arc into the end and be like, OK, well, this is what he's ultimately going to become. So let's just get there. No, you have to build it. You, you know, we have to get to know the character and understand why they uh, become what they become. And yeah. It, again, it, the, the key word of the day: rushed. It was all rushed. It, it would have been so much better if they had introduced Ultron in some way in Iron Man three with Bruce Banner and Tony Stark, so that he he's already sort of established for the Avengers movie, or even the concept of them trying to create this artificial AI so that you know. Okay, this is why he has a drone army. This is why he's doing this. Like this motivation comes out of nowhere for Tony, and it's like, yeah, hey, we've been working on. It. Hey, no, you haven't. We haven't seen this. <laughs> yeah, the only the only thing that we're left off with from Iron Man three is he doesn't want his suits anymore, which is weird because the very first scene that we see him in Age of Ultron is him in a suit. Yeah, how many times is he going to say, "I'm done being Iron Man"? Because he did it in Iron Man 3. Uh, he did it in Avengers now. Didn't he do it another time? I forget. But he's always, all right, I'm done being Iron Man. But then, Well, and even now, he did it at the end of Avengers when he was talking to, um, to um, 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 Captain America. And he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, time to hang it up. And, but we already know he's going to be back in, in uh, um, uh, Civil, uh, War. Civil War. So it's like, what are you talking about? He's not going to hang it up. Why does he keep saying he's going to hang it up? Yeah, it doesn't I, make any sense. I, <laughs> Why do they, they keep on doing people. that if they know that he's going to be back in these movies? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. We all know he's going to be back in the next movie. Why do you keep saying he's going to hang it up? And the, yeah, it it just doesn't make any sense. It's like they're they're making connections where connections don't, or, or they're saying things that don't need to be said, but then at the same time, they're not saying the obvious things that you would want to say to set up the next film. Example at um. At, like we said about at the end of uh, Iron Man 3, they should have been building, uh, not literally building, but but building the character or building the concept of Ultron in Iron Man 3. That was perfect. That's right there. It set it up. And then also at the end of this film, they should have been building the concept of Tony Stark and Captain America being at odds for um, uh, for a civil war. But instead, they're buddy-buddy at the end of the film. Like Tony Stark, was- just created, but Tony Stark just created a monster that almost killed... Everyone on Earth. <laughs> and yet they're like, all right, bro, catch you later. Yeah, it's literally like, destroyed the Earth. Yeah, and I was saying, I was yeah, like they had a golden know. opportunity to set up the next I, film, and they completely didn't do it. I was going to say, it was weird, though, because they had them fighting throughout the film, and then they're like, okay, we're just going to reset it to zero at the end of this film. Like, there's not even, like, some type of joke. It just doesn't make any sense. It's like, the end. I mean, if, if, if someone as dumb as me can see the obviousness of this, why can't they? Like, I don't get it. Like, it's right there. You have a golden opportunity to set up this next film, and yet you're like, nah, we're going to do the exact opposite. Well, I feel like it's the same. It's the, I assume this is going to be the same thing that happens in Civil War, and I'm curious to see Infinity War Part 1. Is that I don't think they want, necessarily want people to leave the film on an unhappy ending, like, I mean, compare this to something like, I hate me, but like the Dark Knight, where Batman yeah. kind of, like, when you end that film, yeah, I mean, essentially, he lost in that. But, but here's the thing, here's the thing. 
look at Empire Strikes Back, uh, arguably the greatest Star Wars movie of all time, and that ends on a de- depressing note. Like, they're beaten. Han is in carbonate. carbonate. Uh, Luke lost his hand. Like, I mean, that movie ends on a major down note, and yet it's considered by many to be the greatest Star Wars film ever. So Many, including me. Yeah, and me as well. I don't necessarily believe that they couldn't end the film on a down note. I think especially... Yeah. No, I didn't say they yeah. couldn't. I but think they, they and it's, not it's not even to. ending it on a down note, because in the end of the day, they win, but you can at least set up the concept that, hey, maybe these guys aren't getting along so well, because Tony keeps almost killing everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you know, maybe, maybe like, Steve's finally sick of Tony's crap. You know, maybe. I don't know. But no, they're like, hey, we're super buddies. Yay. You know, uh, it's yeah, just, it's it's a it's a it's yeah. a weird note to end on. Like, I'm sorry. For them, the the I was gonna say for them, the stinger is the big hook. They don't need to. Hey, they don't necessarily need to carry story. Beats yeah. From, well, the thing is, now in Civil War, they're gonna have to drum up all of this aggression and 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 disagreement quickly and rush through it again, just like they did with this film, with Ultron. It's like they had the opportunity to set up Ultron in a prior film. They didn't do it, so they had to rush through his story arc in this film. They had the opportunity to set up Civil War mm-hmm. in this film. They didn't do it, so now they're going to have to rush through it in the next film. It's like, and, and Civil War is huge. Well, okay. Civil War is a is, giant I mean, it, cast. It is a giant cast and a giant story. Well, and to rush through it in a Captain America film? Well, I was going to say that... Um... I was going to say that Ultron didn't technically have much of a character arc, so I guess he didn't have to rush through that. He he spawned. He's evil. He wants to. Yeah, but he wasn't. He wasn't. Born I don't even know if he wants to be evil though. Like from the comics, I mean, he 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 worked well for a while and then became evil. So yeah, they, you know, there's no nuance in the MC. Well, there's no real yeah. nuance here. There is at times though. Loki had it was incredibly nuanced. I mean, Loki was. Uh, and that's probably why he's considered to be one of the best villains in the, in the MCU is because, you know, he wasn't just a flat out mustache twirling villain. You know, he had depth, he had character development, he had an arc, he had, you understood why he was the way he was and, and at times felt for him. Whereas Ultron is just like, I am here, I am evil. The end. Well, let's be fair. Let's be fair. Ultron would say true. that he'd have some At least they did that. Comment. At least they give him some kind of character. <laughs> Which wasn't a. I don't want to. I always hate being one of those yeah, comic book fans. That's not my that's Ultron. Not canon. But I felt like Ultron. Yeah, but I always felt like he should have been more medicine than. Yeah, he he felt to me like a um, like a teenager angry at his dad at times. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, a little bit. I, I think I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to because he's built by Tony Stark. They're trying to have some of his. Uh, his personality come through in Ultron. Definitely. Yeah, the only thing, I, the only thing, I, I mean, maybe I've read the movie wrong. It didn't seem like he was built by Tony. It seemed like he existed inside the mind gem, and st- Tony was yeah, able yeah, to extract like him. It did. Yeah, they kind of uh, fuddled around with the um, overall creation of Ultron. I mean, originally, for for those that don't read the comics, uh, Ultron isn't even created by Tony Stark. Uh, he's created by Hank Pym. So. I mean, they definitely took liberties with a lot of things, um, but it's to be expected. I mean, you know, this is the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so it's a completely different universe than the comic book universe. So they're allowed to take yeah, liberties. you can't expect that. everything to be the same, and you don't want everything to be the same, you know? Right. You'll... But I do like how the creation, how uh, the creation scene when Tony Stark and Bruce Banner are trying to use the Mind Stone to create Ultron is a montage. And yeah. I know we're big on montages, so just oh, wanted of course. to throw you that out have, there. Gotta have your montages, all right? At least, at least one or two. Unless you're Captain America, then you get like three in your film. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't an action montage, <laughs> but it was a montage yeah. nonetheless. They were, it was science bros, man. Science what bros all day. But... But to kind of to, to kind of party off of that, and my absolute favorite scene in this film—that's a good one. The party. The party was a good scene. I thought the, I thought, I think I I've always been a fan of kind of showing superheroes, yeah, in their downtime 
in comics or anything. It's nice to see like, these are people who just kind of yeah. hang out and, with each and other. And Chris Hemsworth actually got to a act a little bit, so that was nice. Yeah, you got to. <laughs> you actually got to see <laughs> one other emotion from him. Mildly concerned. <laughs> so there was that. Which I don't know how I feel about that. Like the scene where 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 Captain America goes to lift the hammer. Because like, I mean, Captain America can lift the hammer. Like he's done it in in the comics, and but I don't know. Again, different universe. So maybe they're just kind. Of... Well, I feel like, I feel like that. I feel like that's something. That he's going to earn yeah. in a Casey Nader film. Is Thor really like so much I'm more virtuous that. than Captain America? I don't think so. No, I was just about to say, how is <laughs> Thor more worthy than more humble than Captain America? Who Captain America is aid. so willing Cap- to like immediately forgive, like like in the Avengers, he immediately forgives Hawkeye. For for yeah. being mind controlled, yeah. in this one he immediately forgives Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, even though they helped Ultron to prep a doomsday yeah. Well, weapon. Yeah, he's a gullible Boy Scout, is what he is. But I mean, I don't know. That's just kind of whatever. You take it for what it is. But um, and then of course it was kind of cool to see Vision uh, lift the hammer later on. I think my favorite scene, honestly, like one of my favorite scenes. I don't know if it's necessarily like my favorite overall, but it's one that comes to mind. Is uh, uh, is Jarvis and Ultron communicating when they're when uh, yeah. they're you know like those kind of like um, clouds of you know electric currents? I would I would actually say both time. Um, I well not as Jarvis, but the the final oh, sequence yeah, yeah, with yeah. Ultron. That was really good. I yeah. thought it was also really when uh, 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 Ultron's like. You know, or, or, you know, Vision's talking about how he's, you know, going to protect the humans, and Ultron's like, well, you know, it's ultimately futile. They're going to end up destroying themselves. And even Vision is like, I know. He's like, <laughs> and then Ultron, like, calls him, uh, uh, what does he say? He's like, you're so uh, gullible or something like that. You're so yeah. naive. And Vision's naive. like, well, I was born yesterday. Yeah, that was good. That was, that was one, of the, one of the good one-liners. Yeah. Well, the, and the, the one that I did like, though, is that yeah. even Vision understood that eventually humans are going to destroy themselves like it's going to happen like ultimately and so he understands that but in the meantime he wants to protect life so that's kind of cool yeah i mean it's basically the same it's the same ideal just taken to the other side of the extreme where otron's like mankind's going to destroy themselves so why not help them to that cause and Fission's like, they're going to destroy themselves, but I'm going to be here for the ride right. to help as much as I can. So it was a nice dichotomy, except, again, you know, they they introduce Vision later on, and him and Ultron really have this scene yeah. at the end. It would have been it would have been nice to see that duality more pronounced well, I, throughout I, I, the film. I do think they, that there's a huge difference between... Jarvis and Ultron's first conversation where you can clearly tell that Ultron is this actual intelligence that's capable of thinking, talking to this voice that's obviously a program. He just sounds like a program. There's a huge difference between that scene and the end when Jarvis has become the vision and is capable of his own thoughts and feelings talking to Ultron and how Ultron just hasn't changed. How like when? It, but when you find out what uh, what Jarvis did when Ultron was killing him, and how he like leaked himself out onto the internet and stuff like that to protect you know like the missile codes and stuff, I was like, dang, Jarvis is a badass. That's pretty cool. I didn't know he so, he is a badass. Like yeah, who would have thought? I, and I like what they did with him becoming Vision, and and uh, they, I, I feel like they definitely pleased like a lot of the fanboys with what they did with him being Vision, and even so much as. There was the scene at the end when he swoops in and uh, picks up Scarlet Witch, and you're like, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, because you know, for for those that yeah. don't know, for, for those listening who may not have read the comics, uh, Vision and Scarlet Witch end up becoming an item and actually get married because Vision is not a robot. Vision is a is it he basically a, a living thing. Like he's, he's he has not, emotions. Yeah. He's he's artificially he's, he's created a, human. Basically, yeah. So. So they become an item. So it was kind of cool to see him like swoop in and pick her up and stuff. I was like, yeah, it's happening. Yep. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, after yeah. you get over your dead brother. saved by a cyborg. There you go. Yeah, you know, a cyborg. You, you know what oh, I mean. Oh. I just I said he's an artificially created human, but that's a lot more <laughs> syllables than cyborg. Trying to save time well, I mean, here, Earl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've been <laughs> okay. So, um, other things you liked about this film, so that we can be the podcast <laughs> on the Marvel Cinecast. Cinecast. <laughs> uh, I I I did enjoy some of the action sequences. They were. Very well choreographed. I mean, just insane, over-the-top action. It was a lot of fun to watch. Um, oh, um, one of my favorites was the... Okay, not necessarily the fight, because I thought it was redundant, because this is the third time we've seen Avengers fight each other. But I love when um, Iron Man pulled out the... Oh, the go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. That was great. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. I thought they, um, that was... They were trying to relate to the uh, the scene in the original Avengers where Hulk like did the slamming thing to Loki. I felt like it was similar to that. That they were trying to like call back to that a bit. There was a few callbacks to the original. Some of them hit better than others. Like I like when um, Scarlet Witch tried to uh, brainwash. Hulk oh God, yeah, he hit her with the arrows. Like yeah. I've done the whole month. <laughs> I wasn't a fan of that. But then there was this stuff like Hulk um, knocking Ultron out of the plane and then the little Ultron's running away from him, which I didn't yeah, care the for little as ult- much. I, I kind of like how Ultron, when he was thrown out of the Quinjet, was like, oh, God, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. I, I did like that. I didn't like all the little Ultrons running from Hulk, though. I agree with you on that. Yeah. But, I mean, good action. Uh, there were some funny lines in there. Um it's cool to see the team back together, working together well. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. overall, it's it's a great comic book movie. It really is. It's just not as great as I would have hoped. I mean, which is, it's hard to say. It's like, you know, we're judging on a different scale here. You know, like if you're comparing it to, you know, Spider-Man or, or anything like that, it's like, I mean, it's amazing. It's incredible what they did. It's, it's, a, it's a feat. Um, but it's just, not as, not it's not what you expect from an Avenger, Avengers movie. Like not it's not the quality the level of quality of story that you expect from an Avengers movie. Yeah. Well, I I think it wasn't so much the level of story. It's just that there's so much of it that a lot of it just kind of falls to the wayside or feels like it either should have been introduced. Or, and I know people are going to say, but everything should be in this movie. But the whole point of the connected universe is that everything kind of free feels. Like, I'm not saying that you should have Ultron in all of the films. Ultron should have debuted in here. But you should have had Tony and Banner messing around with AI mm-hmm. in a previous film. You should have hinted at Black Widow and the Hulk in a previous film. Or it feels so weird that it comes out of nowhere, especially after Winter Soldier, where then really like she wanted to right. be tied down by anybody. Yeah, the whole that whole thing I I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. I mean I enjoyed I, I appreciate that they had something going on, but yeah, it was it was a little out of place that out of, kinda came out of nowhere. You know, but you know, whatever. Yeah. I, I like how the original Avengers was n- completely unmarred by a romantic you know subplot and i i feel like they they could have taken out some of these romantic subplots in age of ultron and use that to i don't know explain some important stuff that's being glossed over in the movie yeah Mm -hmm. but that that's just me you know i i want i want to watch when i when I watch like a comic book movie like this, like the Avengers, I don't want it to. I want it to be about like the team cohesion. I don't want it to be about so much about these individual subplots too much, especially when it's romantic. It just, it just bores me. These romantic subplots. Well, no, I I I I understand the purpose of that. I I think I I can see the merit in it, especially being that if you take that away. Neither one of them has a ton to do in this film. So it gives... I mean, when you think about it, Captain America doesn't have a ton to do in this film. 
and he bitches at Iron Man, but other than that, he doesn't really have any. Well, he does. Uh, he does hold his own against Ultron for a little while, but that's not really. Yeah. That's not doing something. Oh, I'm not even talking about. Yeah. yeah, did uh, yeah, did Captain America I mean, get like a yeah, power up in between films or something? Because he was way more powerful in this film than he's ever been before. Did anybody else notice that? I did I, notice that. I, I I imagine that these characters are nerfed and unnerfed as needed for films. Because, I mean, the Thor that I saw, I saw here and the Thor that was fighting the Hulk in Avengers probably wouldn't have a big problem in mm-hmm. the Thor solo mm-hmm. films. And it's the same way that, like, and again, going back to the original Avengers, Iron Man and Thor kind of fought, you know, they went toe-to-toe, but then Thor went toe-to-toe with the Hulk. And Hulk and Iron Man are not in the same league of power, as you find out here, because even with his Veronica... The Hulk still kind of beats the crap out of Tony. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not so much of a kinda. He he does. I mean, he has to. Tony has to collapse a building with him right. also being collapsed in the building in order to not even beat the Hulk. He doesn't even beat him. He just snaps him out of his little daze thing. Like if he wasn't snapped out of that daze, he still well, would have been fighting fit. And Veronica probably would not have been. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, uh, this is I, I, this is an odd complaint, and I know that it's gonna sound callous, but I kind of wish they didn't focus so much on them trying to save people, because I really thought that kind of killed the feel of the climax, where like. There's a period of time where Ultron stops the attacks that he can all yeah. plan out what they're going to do. And they they have this moral conundrum. And they do nothing with that because here's the Deus Ex Machina. Here's Nick Fury and the Hell right. So we don't Yeah, I mean, I get that. why they did it, but it, it certainly did kind of, uh, I don't know, it felt a little out of place. Um, you know what we didn't even touch on is the death in the film. Yeah, like it's so. Quicksilver dies. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and you you know what you know what his last what? line. Bet you didn't see that coming. Yeah, that was stupid. Literally, it, it was stupid. But it uh, he was definitely talking to us. He wasn't talking to Hawkeye. He was like, I bet you didn't expect yeah. Quicksilver to die in this movie. You might as well for have just sure, said that. For sure, they could should have killed Hawkeye. Like they spent the entire movie building him up and getting everybody emotionally invested in him. For sure, they should have killed him. Yeah, don't kill and, off a minor character like Quicksilver. Well, it's not even that. Like they could have, they could have built Quicksilver. I mean, at the end of the film, they kind of introduce the new Avengers or who the new Avengers are going to be. Which, to be honest, is it's a sad bunch. Like, I mean, it's Falcon, um, uh, Scarlet Witch. Um, uh, who else was there? Vision, Vision. War Machine. And I think that's it. Yeah, yeah so it's basically like Captain America, the B team, and it's like, ah, here's the new Avengers, and you're like, it, oh <laughs> god, is this it really? And it's like, yeah, it, it really is the B team. It's everybody yeah, and it's like supporting the, they could have kept in the other film. Quicksilver around because it's like, man, they need as much help as they can get on this team. Like as far as like getting people interested in it. So it's like, man, they should have at least kept Quicksilver alive and killed Hawkeye. I mean, it, it was it was a depressing sight to see. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think I mean, I like War Machine as a character, but mm-hmm. it's it's literally this this new Avengers team is like, yeah, we're just going to replace Iron Man with shitty Iron Man. Yeah. It's like Well, okay. here's another thing. I like War Machine as a character, and I like John Cheadle, Don Cheadle as an actor, but I don't like Don Cheadle as War Machine. I don't like it. It doesn't fit. He's not he's not right for the character, and he's way too freaking old. He's older than Robert Downey Jr., and they're going to have him come in as the new Iron Man type character? Get out of here. What are you talking about? Come on, guys. It's ridiculous. It's, it, it's silly. It's really silly. I mean, yeah. I don't know what they're going to do. I, I, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, because... You know, once once this team, I mean, obviously these people can't be the Avengers forever. The actors can't play these roles forever, and you know, but yes, I, they can. It's it's looking real bleak when they decide to hang them up. 
Well, I assume it won't be this wave of characters, especially Jesus, not Don. Yeah, Cheadle. come on, <laughs> come on, Don. You're better than maybe, this. Maybe, maybe <laughs> Anthony Mackie. Maybe Anthony Mackie. Yeah. Maybe we'll see. But yeah, it was. It. I don't want to say. It, <laughs> it was another idea that kind of came out of nowhere, in the sense that like, oh, we get new Avengers just train them, which is cool. But I'm like, okay, you thought like pretty much this is X Men. We have a, we, we're, we're starting up a school. We're going to train these guys to become Avengers. I'm like, you know, like it would have been interesting if at some point they had mentioned it. Like, you know, like Tony's whole thing here is like he. No, you mentioned that Tony doesn't want to be Iron Man anymore. Maybe have them drop more hints that maybe we, you know, like maybe we're yeah. getting old. It's been a Something. while. Anything. You know, Captain America. Like, even the 80. even the scene at the end when Tony Stark is like, time to hang it up. Like, I've talked to some other people. They didn't even catch that. They were like, oh, he said that? I'm like, yeah, yeah. They just kind of threw it in there casually. Like, you didn't even notice. And it's like, I, I don't know, man. They're just not doing a good job right now of setting up where they intend on going. And it's like, again, they have all these opportunities. It's right there. There you go. You can set it up right here, but they just don't do it. I'm I'm concerned. I'm concerned for the future of the cinematic well, I, universe, I, for sure. Yeah, I, and especially, like, I think every episode of this podcast I've mentioned that I'm really biased and really love Captain America as a character. So the fact that the that this movie immediately transitions into the next Captain America movie and basically every character who's in Age of Ultron almost is going to be in this movie it it i don't know how i feel about it. it 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 can be it's exciting in one way but it's also like why didn't they just call this Avengers Civil War why did they have to put Captain America in front of it yeah i don't know i don't like know like they they could have made it an Avengers movie yeah and, and- you know? Well, I mean, I guess, I mean, ultimately, we won't know until that movie comes out. Maybe it is very Cap-centric, but, I mean, you could also say that um, the original Avengers is very Iron Man-centric. The same way you can say that this Avengers was yeah. kind of Hawkeye-centric, because Hawkeye. Hawkeye is very important to the team. Hawkeye is yeah, you know what, though, I do. I understand why they, they spent a lot of time on Hawkeye, and I do appreciate some of the, like, there was a scene where Hawkeye was, you know, they're fighting, um, Ultron and everything's going just insane and Hawkeye's in this building with um, Scarlet Witch and she's freaking out and she she doesn't want to leave the building and he's like you know look he's like the world is being attacked by robots you know we're surrounded by these impossibly powerful beings the 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 the, the uh, the the city is floating in the air, and I've got a bow and arrow. Nothing makes sense. <laughs> He's like, so even he kind of like says like, this is ridiculous. Why am I here? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's he it was pretty yeah. much pro- tra- talking to the audience. We know you're yeah. you, you're just going home with it because there's no way that somebody with a bow and arrow and a gun yeah, is no. going to stop a clear robot who also possesses the strongest. Yeah, but uh, again, in the like universe. I, but I appreciate that they they took that moment to kind of say, hey, like to kind of look at the camera and be like, we get it, guys. We get it, too. You know, and and all the more reason why they should have killed Hawkeye. It was perfect. They set him up perfectly. I know. They set him up in the classic action movie where he has a family that we never heard about. He's kind, you know, he's hinting at wanting to retire. Dude, oh, it's know, ridiculous. No like after this, it, it, I mean, I, mean house, I don't know but... if maybe. See, yeah, see, here's the thing: is that the issue is that like you have these these creative visions and things like that, but then you know the studio who's like, oh, we, you know, maybe they were like, well, we can't kill Hawkeye because you know our demographics show that kids love Hawkeye or some crap like that. I don't know, but I don't. I've seen the commercials. Yeah. They don't oh, have guys. Hawkeye. But in like, so I don't know. I mean. But I, I think it, it would have been perfect. It was set up perfectly for him to be, you know, taken out. But here, here's the thing: what do you what do you guys think the odds are that Quicksilver actually stays dead? Because as we all know, no one ever really dies in comic books or comic book movies. Uh, I, I think I think the odds are actually pretty good that he stays dead, only because like if it was any other character, like I don't know if that was War Machine. Or something like literally anyone else, I, mm-hmm. I would have said, yeah, they're totally not dead. But the fact yeah. that Quicksilver is Scarlet Witch's twin, I think that his death needs to stay permanent in order for her to actually have character development in later movies. 
Yeah. What do they say? The only the only comic book character I, I, that stays dead is Uncle Ben. Yeah. And the, and, and the Waynes. Yeah, well, yeah, and the Waynes, even Wait, though we do see them, see them from time to time in, like, alternate universe. Yeah. Yeah, I say, that's not even true anymore. But um, I was going to say, I, I assume he's going to stay dead, because uh, even Aaron Todd Johnson is kind of yeah. he's not around for more than one film. But I, what I find most surprising about that is two things. Is that if you watch Agency Shield, yeah. which I don't recommend doing, the whole first season is about how does Kosen come back right. to life, how does Kosen come back to life, and you find out that Nick Fury created this program to yeah, bring an Avenger back to life. So it's like if he created this program for an Avenger and an actual Avenger dies, yeah, yeah, I did, it. I did forget that um, about the the program that literally was designed to bring an Avenger back. And I mean, he was Quicksilver's an adventure yeah. for like what fifteen minutes, so he, but it counts. It's hey, Coulson wasn't even Coulson didn't even suit up. So. Yeah. Um, and the other thing, and this is the comic book nerd in me, is that Scarlet Witch is extremely yeah. powerful. They definitely dumped the her MCU. down quite a bit, but they also, you know, she's not a mutant, so she's so, technically and she never. These aren't her natural powers. These are, you know, powers that were given to her by scientific yeah. experiments. So. Uh, I, I, I was just going to say, because in the comic book, I'm sure she could have brought yeah, back to the fairy. Yeah, but this is, again, different universe, different characters. So, But yeah, I completely agree. I mean, some of oh, the stuff she does in the comics is insane. I mean, she she kills, she wipes out almost all of the mutants on Earth by, like, saying, yeah, she says three words no and almost mutants. everyone dies. <laughs> You're like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess the third thing, and I don't even I don't even think this is going to pay off, but they did kind of do this whole thing with the whole regenerative tissues at the start of the yeah. film when Hawkeye got injured. So it's like yeah, they, could, you have they, the they could definitely bring him back, and I mean I I'm sure they're they're holding on to that as an as a possibility if needed. But I don't know. So I guess I mean we've been kind of going on for a while about this, guys. Uh, I don't know if you want to say what you're kind yeah. of. I don't know, closing thoughts or whatever. Well, um, I think we've all answered this before, but just to kind of get it on the record, do you think this is better than the original? No, not, not even, not even close. Uh, I'm gonna say no, also, but I'm not gonna say quite so, not even closely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, it's. I mean, I guess it's kind of not even close, but you were kind of mean when you said it, Tony. I think you should apologize. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> it's a very good movie. It's just not as good as the original Avengers. That's all I'm saying. And there you go. Now I agree with you 100%. There are a lot of movies that are very good movies that are not as good as the original Avengers. Unfortunately, when you watch Avengers Age of Ultron, the first thing you do is compare it to the original Avengers. That's yeah. just the way these things go. I so, I yeah. completely agree. It, I I don't think it was as good as the original Avengers. I think parts of it were better than the ori- the original Avengers. Yeah. I think the you action. Was, yeah, I think the, the action, action overall yeah. was way more intense and crazy. But that's about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and other than that, like like we've we've all been echoing off of each other is that there's too much going on in this movie. Yeah. This could have this could have been two separate movies. Didn't have to be two Avengers movies. I don't know. Could have been an Iron Man movie leading up to it, and then an Avengers movie. They could have. It, yeah. It could have been broken up and sprinkled out. How about this? It could have been a Hulk movie. It could. It could have been, been like focus on Bruce Banner dealing it with creating Ultron. Oh what? snap! No. <laughs> well, I mean, and then you could have you can have Jack Widow there and maybe hint at their romantic feelings. But I think the, I think they came out during this press tour that the Hulk films are really weird because I think Universal still owns the rights for distribution of solo Hulk films. So they can use him in a team setting, but they can't use him. But they can, but they'd have to yeah. use money for somebody else. What else? Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah. Wait, did you, guess, did you let I mean, him get again, more or less than Oh, no. I... Overall, I left the Avengers with a better feeling than I did Age of Ultron. I think 
I think, I mean, most, most part of it, I mean, discusses the Avengers, it comes down to the final battle, and I don't think that the final battle, and we didn't even touch on this, or Ultron's ultimate plan, which is stupid as mm-hmm. hell, it's different, it's stupid, yeah. but it's different, um, just can't compare to the Battle of New York, it's not as grand, I felt. And I also felt it was too samey. Like it's really, like you replace the aliens yeah. with robots, and it's really just the same robots. He's with the um, Jatari who had the yeah. giant space world. It hits all the same points that the original Avengers hits. It's got, it's got mind control. It's got team disarray. It's got giant uh, army a battle. A large swarm of yeah. It's got whole. The only thing, it. the only thing it didn't do, the only thing it didn't do, is that when they killed Ultron. All the other robots didn't automatically shut down. They actually had to go and hunt down the rest of them. Yeah, they were so already all dead. There's that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that was the only major difference between some of the <laughs> some key plot points. Yeah. So yes, a, a good movie, yeah, a great movie even, but don't get your hopes up if it's not better than the original. Yeah, and, that, and that's weird. Agree. That's weird being able to call this a great movie, but it's still not as good as the Avengers. Yeah, because I mean, the Avengers was the original yeah, Avengers a good was damn near perfect. Like it was, I mean, it was incredible. This movie's a great movie, but it's just not quite that. So, at least that's how I view it. Well, I guess, and um, Scott and I talked about this when you went missing for a while, but top five Marvel Cinematic Universe films since oh, we my. are at the end. Okay. Um, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Number one, obviously, Avengers, the original. Uh, number two... Mm, this is a tough one. I would say number two, the original Iron Man. Number three, Winter Soldier. Uh, number four... Okay, this is where it gets kind of like up in the air. Oh, crap! Oh, I forgot about Guardians of the Galaxy! God damn it. All right, all right. Can't number forget that. Number one, Avengers. Number two, <laughs> Iron Man. Number three, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number four, Winter Soldier. And number five, I am going to say... Hell no. I'm going to say uh, Age of Ultron. <laughs> number five. Okay, so you... I mean, I, I guess um, not to... Okay, I might as well. I don't have an order, but... I would say my... Well, okay, I guess I do have order. My top one is Winter Soldier. Then I would say it's Avengers, Iron Man, Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy, then Age of Ultron. And just for the record... What uh, well, I Scott? posted this to my Twitter... Uh, what was it? Last week. Uh, it, it keeps changing. It's not permanent. But my my top five... First one has to be Winter Soldier, number one. Number two... I. I would say Guardians of the Galaxy, even though it's really tied with three, the Avengers. Uh, four, Iron Man, because it's a staple. And five, not even Age of Ultron. I put Captain America wow. because... The original because Captain America. Well, well, he's also said... I'm really biased. <laughs> I know it's not a really great movie, but yeah. it's still one of my top five because I hate That's you all. Fine. What's interesting is that we all had pretty much the same movies in our top five, just in different orders. And and I think it's pretty... I think that speaks to... I think that speaks as a whole as the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I, you know, I guess we can talk about this since we didn't do a show last week that was recapping this real quick. I think that they... <laughs> this is going to sound condescending, whatever. I think they aimed for a certain average. And when that formula hits, it hits really well. And when it doesn't, Thor it's two. just a drag. Yeah, I was going to say, worst Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, Thor 2. <laughs> so, 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 yeah. So, like, I think the ones, and I think the ones that we have in our, the ones that we have as our top four, I think the strongest aspect of those, and I said this before, it's like those four movies, for the most part, stand on their own. Like you don't necessarily. Like, yes, you can watch all the Phase One movies to get to the Avengers, but the Avengers, from beginning to end, is a really solid standalone film. Winter Soldier is a really solid standalone film. Mm-hmm. Iron Man. I mean, I, see, and the reason I put Iron Man so high is because it was so groundbreaking. Like that was, 
I mean, if you think before Iron Man, like, uh, Iron Man just changed the game, you know, it was incredible. Are you sure it's not because your name's Tony? Okay, it's okay, okay. that is. I am also biased. <laughs> Us yeah. Tony's got to stick together. But yeah, it's uh, it's been an interesting ride, and we sadly have run out of movies uh, for for a couple months. Um, for the for a couple of months. Um, so yes, we're going to start our twenty three part change. Oh Lord, I'm not gonna put it. <laughs> I'm not gonna put anybody through that. So yes, um, that th- this has been the Marvel Cinecast for. The Avengers Age of Ultron, but this has also been the Marvel Cinecast. So, once again, I want to thank Tony, Scott, and um, I guess we'll see All you right. in a few months for Ant-Man. Small. Yeah.